Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is Bermanology. It is National Signing Day Part 1 in the class of 2022. Here with Ryan Day, Ohio State's head coach. 17 signees today, 18 coming on Friday that we know of, a, a local kid who we can't talk about yet because rules are rules and we care about rules. So <laughs> let's just start with this class, Ryan, in general. It's obviously a top five class in the country, but it's way smaller than every other top five class in the country at, at, with 17 signees. You're looking at other schools with 25, 26 guys with roster management. Let's just start there. You guys seemed in this cycle to be the only school in the country concerned about how to manage numbers. Why was it so important for you with all of these outs? It it seems like outs on the, you know, from people outside looking in, why was it important to just make sure you guys didn't kind of go crazy? Well, we've, you know, we've had some, some bigger classes the last couple of years. Um, And, you know, going into this, this year, we didn't have a whole bunch of spots. Yeah. Um, in the transfer portal, we, we have had some guys enter, but not nearly like some other programs. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, and so we also, um, you know, don't want to run guys off. You know, now we know that there's going to be some attrition along the way. That's just the way of the world. I don't agree with it all, but um, we're going to plan accordingly. Uh, but but the truth is, you know, we, we didn't have as many spots going into this year. But I think when you look at the quality of the guy that we have, you know, the rating systems are the rating systems, but even in in the rating systems and a lot of the things I've looked at, you know, the average player's rating was just about as high as anybody in the country, and, and we're proud of that. Yeah, the number two ranked per player average according to the On Three Sports rankings, the National Composite rankings, that kind of top loaded when you deal with guys in Ohio, and that's what makes this class really interesting is that you do have I think six guys from Ohio of these first seventeen, uh, with the eighteen on Friday with he who shall not be named here, but. <laughs> You know, you have Sonny Styles in the class, and I wanted to dive into his recruitment a little bit because it's so unusual, but maybe not anymore. We're talking about these reclassifications, and I know that from talking to you previously and other guys around the program, you guys are not really wanting anyone to give up their senior year of high school and, and kind of speed up this process that much. But what makes a player like Sonny in his positions, and I say that because we don't know exactly how it fits into the defense moving forward, but different than what you had to deal with with, with Quinn Ewers and the quarterback? Well, I think you know, Sonny kind of brought the idea to us, and, and we certainly embraced it. Um, I think Sonny physically is mature for his age, and you know he's going to have to continue to put on weight and strength, and, and he'll do that um, you know, this spring but as he heads, heads into the preseason. But I, I think he was somebody that always played up. Mm-hmm. And he kind of shared that with me, and so did his parents, that growing up and, and playing in youth sports, he was – always played above his age group, and uh, I think he sees himself that way. So, uh, like you said, he has a lot of versatility. He can do a lot of things. So, uh, you know, we look forward to talk to him this spring and figure out, you know, how we want to start this, you know, and, and the bullet position is kind of where we see him, where he can do a lot of things. He can play a deep half. He can play down in the, in the box. He can cover man-to-man and do a lot of those things, blitz. Um, so, I think he's 
extremely versatile yeah. and obviously very, very talented. Well, Sonny told me back in the summer that one of the things that when he really started to feel like this was where he was going to end up was at a camp in June where he worked with Kerry and Matt, where he worked with Al, where he worked with Larry. He worked at all three levels of the defense. And I guess what I'm wondering is if you look at the quarterback position, obviously that's your forte, but the development pack path for a quarterback is significantly different than a big free ranging athlete in, in the defense, right? I mean, it, it the, the path is a lot longer at quarterback. Would you ever really consider a quarterback again in that situation that, like, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but reclassifying as a quarterback is a big step. Yeah. You know, I feel like everybody's different. Everybody's unique. Yeah. So it's hard to, you know, project that onto somebody else. So I, I don't know. Um, I think it's all in your approach and, and what your expectations are. And so, um, you know, I take a lot of pride. We set the expectations on the front end really clear. Yeah. This is what you can expect, um, and especially in the unique situation like, like we're seeing with some of these things. And so uh, a big part of it is just what are your expectations when you come in? And so um, I know Sonny has the expectations to come in here and work really, really hard and get stronger and um, and so kind of go from there. But you know, each, each position is a little bit different in terms of understanding all that. You know, for you, as you dealt with this process, I don't want to spend too much time talking about guys that aren't in this class, but I am curious if there's a certain level of frustration for you as a coach when, you know, you got here in, in 2017, the summer of 2018 was the first time you saw Quinn Ewers as a quarterback. Every year, you're kind of like plucking a new quarterback out of thin air. How excited were you to just have a guy like on the entire path from the first time you saw him before he even entered high school to the end of his high school, college career? And then frustrated just to kind of lose that opportunity yeah i mean uh I, you know i don't know it, it's part of the world we live in right now and um i, I know the quarterback position uh, very well obviously and um it's unique you know uh, and again what we're trying to do on the front end is explain to these guys that you know you're coming here to get developed when you get on the field is up to you uh, if you want to come in and play right away that's great but if it doesn't exactly work out that way, we, we want you to be here for, for the entirety of this, this process and get developed. And, you know, for some guys, if they get into year three or four and they don't get on the field and they want to maybe go play for a place for a year or two, then, then I tip my hat to them and say, absolutely, go ahead and do that. But, uh, you know, we really don't want to have guys come in and then leave after a year or two. Yeah. You know, that's really something that we talk about on the front end and that we try to agree to. And now, uh, and it's like that at some other positions too. And if that means somewhere along the line losing a recruit, because we're being really honest and setting the expectations on our front end, then we're willing to do that because we don't want to invest in people that don't want to be here for the entirety of their career. And uh, I know that sounds crazy today with the portal, but I think it's important for the chemistry of our team. You know, in the last two media appearances you've had here at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, you have said the word adapt, I think, about 4,000 times. Yeah, probably. And I guess the question is how easy is it to say that versus how hard is it to do it? Because with the name, image, and likeness stuff, which is the, this is the first year that it's been a real issue on the recruiting trail, transfer portal. I mean, you, you said in the summer that you weren't, you were afraid you weren't going to recognize college football in five years. And it seems like that timeline has been sped up quite a bit. Like how challenging is it just, it seems like every week there's something else that you're being forced to deal with as the head coach here at Ohio State that I don't think you had to expect when you started here. No, I think it's a great question. I think it's exactly exactly right what you said. And, and I remember saying that in the summer, and, and here we are. And I, I think maybe you hear me use the word adapt because what I'm trying to do is project out and say we just need to adapt with the times. And I'm, 
sort of talking to myself when I'm saying that yeah. because uh, the easy thing is uh, when things get a little chaotic, which I would I would argue things are chaotic right now. Maybe slightly more than a little. Yeah, um, it's unsettling. Yeah, it is, and people don't quite know where they're going, and uh, and that's not easy. And and with that, there's just things that happen that uh, you know people struggle with, and when you don't know where you're headed. Um, the best thing you can do is just try to adapt with the times and figure out what's what's the next best thing to do. And so, um, you know, like you said, this is a lot different than it was a year ago, certainly a lot different than it was three years ago and a lot different than it was five years ago. You're, you're talking about talking yourself to yourself about it. I'm, I'm, is it talking yourself into it? I mean, you're a younger coach in, in the you know big picture of college football, but you're still an old school football guy and, and still probably prefer the old way in a lot of ways. I mean, is it a situation where you have to say, Ryan, you better understand this is the way the game is going and we as a, as a program have to adapt? Or is it, holy crap, I need to change my mindset on this? A little bit of both, yeah. uh, I think. Um, th- I, there has to be some changes here. Um, I, I think where we're headed right now is dangerous. Um, and so somewhere along the line, there has to be some sort of an agreement with the player uh, about um, you know when they, when they come to a school, and you know they're they're playing for a year. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, just the ability to walk out the door with everything that's going on with the image and likeness and th- things like that. Uh, I don't I don't know where you grab onto that. Uh, there's just it's so fluid that uh, it's hard to have any consistency in what you're doing. And uh, it also you know, the challenging part of it is you know holding people to a standard. You know, yeah. enforcing guys to be accountable for what they do on a daily basis. Um, so all of those things are, are in play here. But that being said, you know, this is all going to uh, solve itself eventually. You know, it's all going to kind of come to a balance at some point. And when we do, the guys who get frustrated and just throw their hands up and walk away, uh, they'll they'll have regret. And I don't want to do that. You know, I want to be able to be part of the solution and, and help these young men out because we still have a lot of guys who really care about playing football, who care about Ohio State, who care about their teammates, who want to do well and want to succeed and all those guys. So you can't lose focus on that during these somewhat you know, chaotic times. Turning the focus back to today's reason d'etre, I'm not really good at French. Austin is terrible at French. I took French in high school, but I'm still not good at it. But the reason for being here, I guess, today is this 2022 class. If you could just kind of a guy or two that maybe you felt like didn't get enough attention nationally or that maybe me and, and people in, in in my field covering Ohio State didn't give enough talk about. I mean, one that I have in mind is Kai Stokes. I just think that Kai Stokes has, if you watch him on film and you look at the, the frame and the athleticism, I think he's got the potential to be a, a superstar. Um, and I know that you know fans are seeing it and say, oh, you, you didn't sign Xavier Wampa. You missed out on Zion Branch and, and Wampa. And, but Kai, Kai Stokes is not a, a consolation. He was the first one. Yeah, yeah, and, and we were already full, really, at safety. So uh, anybody we got was a bonus. Um, but but Kai has position flexibility too. He can do a lot of things. He can cover at a high level. Um, you know, he can play the deep deep third. Uh, very very talented. A lot of speed um, and and a really special young man. I mean, he's really. I mean, I asked him his GPA the other day. He asked me weighted or unweighted, and I said weighted. He said it was like six point two, which I didn't even know that was possible. But he's uh, he's great. Mom and dad are great. Uh, like you said, I think he's got. A tremendous amount of potential. You, we mentioned Caden Curry, who I think um, has got a chance to be, you know, really, really big time player here. Um, you know, I think um, you know Kenyatta Jackson is somebody who was Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Florida. 
He had over 18 sacks down there, which is saying something. When he grows into his body, he's got a chance to be really special. Um, and Dallin Hayden's a very, very productive running back who had one game this year that was one of the better high school football games I've seen in a long, long time. Um, Caleb Brown coming out of uh, Chicago, you know, didn't get a ton. Of, I don't know what, what his ratings are. I, I don't really look at that kind of stuff. But he, uh, uh, very, very talented, really explosive um, who else am I forgetting? You know, Caleb missed a little bit of time this year, and I think that yeah. probably – and plus, he, he's one of these guys that I think in the last handful of years, people are like, how does this player fit into your offense? Sure. Is it an intentional thing that as you and Brian Hartline sit down and say, hey, we still need a guy like this? I mean, there was a thought maybe that Mookie Cooper could have been that guy. Mookie was a little bit smaller than, than Caleb. Uh, but I think with Caleb, Caleb's more – Caleb's a receiver. Yeah. Caleb, Caleb can run routes. He can get in and out of breaks. Um you know, he's – I think he's got a chance to be really, really good. It, to me, he's not a running back slash receiver H type. I think he is a slot receiver who has very, very good ball skills downfield, uh, understands how to set guys up, very explosive. Um, so he'll be good inside. I think there's a misconception a lot of times with smaller receivers yeah. that they're gadget players and they don't have to be. Yep. Um, you know, as you talk about – being disruptive, what can be really disruptive for you is what's happened in the last three weeks internationally. Uh, you know, all these coaching changes, the, the craziness of the carousel. You did talk about the NFL stuff a touch in the uh, press conference earlier, but how hard is it for you as a coach to walk into living rooms and talk to kids and get asked questions that you can only give the best answer you can give because that's the answer at the time and you're not in control of everything, so things can change. Is it a challenge or do you feel like there's a a difficulty in giving kids answers that maybe they don't want to believe. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I think it's two things. One, you know, if you don't win enough games at Ohio State, and this is for me and for all the assistants, you know, they're going to talk about replacing you. Yeah. If if you win a lot of games, there's always going to be more. You mean every game? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, every game. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you're going to have opportunities and different things are going to come up, and it's just part of the game. And I think when you look across the country. Uh, with all the, th the stuff that's happened over the last couple of weeks, I think that's just put fuel on, on that fire. Yeah. Uh, I think if, if half of those things didn't happen, nobody would be talking about this. But people like to talk, and that's okay. Uh, it's part of the game. But, you know, you just it's, it's a crazy world right now that we live in when it comes to this stuff. And I think players understand that, and, and I think that they understand that there's stability here, and uh, they understand the culture that's built here, and these guys want to be a part of it. I asked our subscribers on our message board that I would for a couple questions for you. And this was the last three and I'll let you mm -hmm. get on with your day. Cause I'm sure you're sick of talking, but um, I started with this one from 11 Kurt Curtis, who says if shuffling the staff means losing two, four recruits in a class, is it more important for the team performance long-term to be honest? Or do you have to sit back and say, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Like how do you handle, if you know that announcing a change could cost you a recruit, is it more important? To be honest, or is it more important to win down the line? Yeah, I mean, it's it's you have to be honest, and I think that's that's why we did what we did with Coach Knowles. I mean, I I, I could have waited to to make that announcement, and um, maybe maybe it would have got us a recruit. I don't know, uh, but you know those things add up in time, and you, and you don't want to be known for somebody that is underhanded or uh, you know contrived in what they do. That's just not what it's all about. And one of the things I've always took a lot of pride in is being truthful, being honest, and doing things in a first class manner. And people don't like to get fooled, and so. That's certainly not something that I'm going to be a part of. Kind of spinning off that, the next one is from Chef DRB80, 
I'm not sure exactly if he's a chef really, or if he's a doctor, chef doctor, I'm not sure. Uh, this kind of goes into that. He says, with the ever-changing future of college football, how do you adjust to staying true to who you are and the brand of Ohio State while trying to figure out the best way to navigate all this? Yeah, I mean, that's something that you just, you cannot compromise. And uh, I'm sure, you know, sure it's, it's tempting, I guess, at times, and there's certain things that you want to do when you're competitive to win. And uh, that's all real, but you have to keep your values and integrity in place. Uh, otherwise, at the end of the day, it's hard to come home to your wife and kids because uh, that's, at the end of the day, what's important here. And I know the people of Ohio understand uh, that that's, that's what they want when, when they're talking about this program. Certainly, we want to win, and we have to win every game. That's, that's part of the deal here. But just as important as doing things the right way in a first-class manner that they can be proud of, and, and that's what we're going to continue to do here. The, the last one was from Stock Option 14. That was about the difference between Sonny Styles and, and the quarterback, for example, in, in transitioning and yep. coming in early. But uh, as you head into signing day part two over the next seven weeks, where is the focus for you and for the staff as to what you know now you need to wrap up this class with? Yeah, uh, I mean, D-line, there's going to be definitely a couple spots there. And then we'll, we'll take a look to see if maybe someone in the defensive backfield will fit in. Um, you know, possibly a couple guys in the portal. Um, and sometimes when you get into that situation with the portal, it isn't even so much need. Sometimes it is need, but sometimes it's best available. If yeah. there's somebody that fits for the right reasons from the state of Ohio, fits a position need, uh, isn't going to mess up the chemistry of the team, we think has you know opportunity to be here for a couple of years. Or like, for instance, with Noah Ruggles, you know, we, 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 we had a need there. That yeah. was a need we felt like, um, you know, we'll go ahead and do that. And, and maybe it'll be, you know, before February 1st. Maybe it'll be, you know, after the spring, like it's happened before. So uh, we'll continue to look at it. Um, I think we got a really good handle on it. Uh, Mark Pantoni, you know, and his staff, they, they, you know, obviously do a great job evaluating the high school kids. But we also have a really good board on all the guys in the portal and evaluating all those guys. But, um, you know, it's like being in the NFL and relying on free agency. That's mm-hmm. not a good recipe for success. You know, you want to do a great job of developing the people that you bring into your program, and that's what we want to really spend our focus. I think it's people get confused and think that this transfer portal is free agency, but it's not because you still have to deal with when does someone graduate from college? Are they going to be able to get in here in January, or do they have to enroll in May? And if if they have to enroll in May, are sure. they able to learn the offense? And I mean, I th- you guys had to deal with that over the last week with with another guy that came in for a visit and ended up committing elsewhere. I mean, this isn't black and white. You, you have. 85 guys that you're beholden to out there and they're not paid to be here. It's like the NFL, those guys are all getting paid pretty good money. So if you bring in a, a free agent to take one guy's spot, that guy's still making a pretty good living and isn't kind of put on the street and, and forced to uproot his entire life like a lot of college kids are. We could go on and on. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of thoughts, Ryan. A lot <laughs> of thoughts. I got a lot of problems with you people. Um, But uh, that's it. I'm going to let you go because I know you're tired of talking. This is Ryan Day. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Bermanology on Letterman Row. It's signing day 2022. We appreciate you watching. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.